This is a Shock Podcast. Shock. Hello and welcome to the Podball Sportscast. This is not the ASMR edition. This is the podcast that also hopes to turn pro. I am Faisal American. The only pro I am is a procrastinator. With me is Nicholas John. Hello, hello. He has a BSc in BS. And joining us today is Karami Kamil, who is back from serving a secret ban. What's happening, guys? Now, guys, uh, let's start with the uh, biggest sports story in uh, Malaysia recently. Last week... Badminton ace Lizzy Jia announced that he was quitting BAM to turn pro. Uh, shortly after that, the uh, BAM slapped him with a two-year ban. This led to a huge reaction from the public. Now, some commentators backed the uh, ban, but a lot of the uh, comments were critical of uh, BAM. Uh, ultimately, Zijia was given his blessing to turn pro by the uh, BAM president. So this is a case of cooler heads prevailing, yeah? Yes, it is. But uh, there are still no decisions made on whether Zija is being banned or, or not. Um, I think the decision will be announced next week by BAM. But uh, the positive thing is that both parties, Zija and BAM, has come to a conclusion. They've discussed about it. And according to Zija, in an interview with Astro Arena... Uh, they came to a conclusion for a win-win situation for both parties. So I'm I'm assuming that there won't be a two-year ban, I guess. But we still don't know what's going on yet. But according to Zija, things are looking positive. And it's weird that there were rumors saying that he will represent another country. I don't know how, why did these rumors came out. So it's it's a it's a puzzling thing for me. Yeah, somehow I seriously doubt that would have happened, right? Uh, what, playing for another country? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, no, I, th- th- that was always going to be like, you know, speculation. Uh, Zija himself has said it many times, you know, that, that turning professional uh, will not affect his desire to play for, for Malaysia. In fact, he's, he's in, in interviews, he's been very clear about, you know, uh, he said anytime the BAM calls him up to play in like the Thomas Cup or the Asian Games, he's there, you know, no question about it. So I really don't think he would have resorted to such drastic action uh, as to play for another country. Okay, now apart from Zija, Let's not forget about Go Jinwei. She was also banned for turning pro. And as of recording, her appeal is still pending. Um, Are you guys hopeful of uh, seeing that ban getting overturned as well? I hope so. But uh, but, uh, the Jinwei situation is very, very different from Zijia's, right? Because Jinwei has had uh, health issues. So she she herself felt that she can't commit to the BAM training regime. Hence, she quit from BAM. But after quitting, it turns out that she still wanted to play badminton. It's a very different case compared to Zija. And I don't know why Jinwei is being banned for this. Because it's about her health. Mm. And you need, you need to be healthy to live. <laughs> so this makes no sense. And it's also it's also funny that Zijia was given his quote unquote you know the the blessing of the BAM to turn pro, but then Jinwei was not. But I thought 
BM agreed that Jin, to let Jinwei leave them because because of her health issues, right? So why why give her the ban when they agreed for Jinwei to leave them? Yeah, hey, wasn't it because okay, she left and then she felt that she wanted to compete. There was talk about her rejoining BAM, but suddenly she decided to turn pro. Wasn't yes, she did. But I think okay, if that was that that is the case, Faisal. That's that's good. That's a good point. But like I said, she already left, and after you leave, <laughs> what is the point of giving you the ban when you already left? That's. It it it, uh, it appears to me, and this is just my personal opinion, that they were completely fine with uh, Go Jinwei leaving, and then suddenly the Zijia thing came about. They imposed that that two year ban on on Zijia, and then they sort of like it will look bad, right, if they ban Zijia for becoming pro, but then they don't ban Jinwei. So it was sort of like a ret- retrospective action kind of thing to like make it seem that they were fair. In the uh, the uh, the uh, in in meeting out the punishment. Yeah, but like Karam said, it it would make sense if uh, Jinwei was still under BAM at the time. Exactly. So I really hope that this this mess gets sorted out quickly because, uh, as we know that Jinwei, I think is participating in a small tournament in the country, right? If I'm not mistaken, uh, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. So we know that Jinwei was a former junior world champion. She had all the potential, but unlucky for her she had all these injuries she had, she had all these health issues so if she if Jinwei decided to be back playing as a professional then I would gladly gladly as a badminton fan uh, support her and watch her play again okay guys so what next for a BAM I assume there will be a lot of soul searching to look at ways to keep their best players uh, without having to rely on brute force lah <laughs> Get this shit straight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, lah. Like, Nick, take this, lah. Like. Um, yeah, yeah, you're right. Soul searching, and and I think we also, as the public, we have a right to ask: uh, Why is it that the BAM could not hold on to the national number one? You know, were there issues with training or the coaches? You know, Zija said he he struggled to cope with the pressure within the national setup. But what exactly was was contributing to this? Uh, Zija himself has been very diplomatic about what he has had to say about the BAM. Like, you know, he said both parties uh, tried their best. They tried hard. BAM helped him, but you know, it just didn't work out. Like, results were not were not uh, good enough. But it, it's also a bit funny on, on the surface that that argument makes sense. But then when you take Zija's decision to quit and you put it together with some of the issues that BAM have had in the past. You put it together with, if you remember, Roslyn Hashim came out with that video where he was very critical of the BAM administration. Then you, you have to ask, is, is something not quite right within the BAM, you know? Um, so at the end of the day, it's, it's not a good look for your National Badminton Association. You have to wonder if, if, if all is not well within the, the, the national mm-hmm. setup. Mm-hmm. And one more thing, I think BAM really, really need to get their um, head straight, their mind straight, their objective straight because they still have the Project 24 coming around, right? To get to win the Thomas Cup and to win gold medal at the Olympics, in, at the Paris Olympics. So um, currently, if they want to accomplish that objective, that project, they want to finish that project, I really, really think they need Zija in the team. So if Zija is being banned for two years, 
which is yet to know, uh, that project is going down the drain, in my personal opinion. Whatever issues uh, there were with BAM, I'm sure we'll find out more about it further down the road when uh, Zijia finally publishes his autobiography. Lah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, moving on from badminton, there's been another managerial change in the Premier League. Uh, Watford announced the sacking of Claudio Ranieri, who's gone from Dilly Ding Dilly Dong to a Dilly Ding Dilly Gone. <laughs> How long have you been waiting to say that? <laughs> Since he was appointed, man. <laughs> uh, you could have seen this one coming a mile away, right? Hashtag this is not code. <laughs> yeah, you know, look, I, I, as much as we're all fans of Ranieri here, I think Watford had no choice. Uh, what, what is his record? I think, what, only seven points from their last uh, 13 matches or something, and, and currently second from bottom. So you can understand why the club decided to bring someone else in. That, that kind of track record is just, you know, not... not not acceptable. Uh, uh, and there's still time for them to, to salvage their season if they do it right. Uh, and, and they brought in um, Hodgson, right? To, to, to yes. take over. Yeah, so in, in Hodgson, they have someone with plenty of uh, Premier League experience at, at both ends of the league table. You know, he's been in charge of a big club like Liverpool, but also the smaller relegation battlers like uh, West Brom and Crystal Palace and all that. So, based on his uh, on, on Hodgson's resume, at least it, it would appear that uh, Watford are in good hands, at least uh, for now. Uh, I don't think sacking Ranieri after thirteen games or uh, three months is 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 a good move. I, albeit they are in the relegation zone right now, but three months is is such a short amount of time for a manager. You, you know, you, we know Ranieri had great success with Chelsea, and especially Leicester, when when they won the Premier League. And I think Ranieri has a certain style of tactics formation that he likes to play, and to instill that into the Watford team, he needs time and. We know that managers don't have that much time these days, but this is just crazy. After three months getting sacked, uh, I really, really don't like this. We always say that when a manager is sacked or when results go wrong, that you know ultimately it's the manager to blame. The buck stops with the boss. But I just don't see that in this case. I mean, look at the owner, Gino Pozzo. Uh, he is very trigger-happy. 15 managers in less than 10 years. Uh, he makes a man like Deadly Doug Ellis uh, look like a pacifist by comparison. If you don't know who Doug Ellis is, look it up. <laughs> <laughs> 15 managers in less than 10 years. With that many changes, you're not going to expect any form of stability, short-term or long-term. Yeah, pre precisely. Uh, and, and while, like you said, the, the buck has to stop with the manager, um, it, it's the owner's fault that the club are in this position uh, to begin with. Like you said, so many changes in such a, a short span of time. Any club would struggle with that kind of, of uh, instability. And unfortunately, this is a problem that's very common uh, in, in football clubs these days. You know, the, the owner comes in, picks a manager without doing any kind of long-term planning and then you sack the manager when results are bad and then you just keep repeating this cycle again. So what do you expect is going to happen when you run a club like this? Kara mentioned that, that Ranieri is known for, for, for sticking with the very... He, he has a style that, that he employs in almost all the clubs that, that, that he uh, manages. So knowing this and knowing that it will take time to, to, to implement that or to, or to get the players used to that kind of style, uh, again, the, the problem goes back to the owners, you know, you knew this was going to happen. 
why didn't you you have any kind of proper long-term planning? Oh, and by the way, 15 marriages in less than 10 years. I think that's way better than your love life, right, Faisal? <laughs> oh! <laughs> dilly ding, dilly, ouch! <laughs> I'd be happy for 15 and 10, man. <laughs> Okay, with that burn, I'm off to get some treatment. <laughs> that has been the Podball Sportscast. Thank you all for tuning in. I am Faisal Merigan. I am Karami Kamel. And I'm Nicholas John. Kongi Vachoy. Choi.